0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Blue Light podcast. This is the place to discover all you need to know about the police recruitment process. To introduce myself, I'm Brendan from Blue Light, and over the past several years, it's been my absolute honour and privilege to coach, enable, and support thousands of people into the police service. To have the opportunity to make that kind of impact in their lives has been an absolute privilege, And this is what these podcasts are for to further enable others to benefit from my guidance, my years of experience, decades of experience in supporting and helping people in the interview and recruitment process. So in this episode, at last, some of you might be thinking we're going to get around to the entry routes into policing. Now, I'm going to focus very much on the police service of England and Wales, but um, many of the principles that I'm going to talk about and the considerations that you should give to the entry route that you choose equally apply to the Police Service of Northern Ireland, to Police Scotland, to other forces that exist within the United Kingdom like British Transport Police, the Civil Nuclear Constabulary, the Ministry of Defence Police and indeed if you're one of my international listeners, uh, welcome by the way, um, These principles, these considerations would equally apply to you to ensure that the recruitment process for you is both the right one and is seamless and is something which doesn't cause unnecessary hiccups. So, um, England and Wales is what I'm going to focus on. And can I just start off by making it really clear? You do not need a degree from a university to join the police. I'll repeat that. You do not need a degree from a university to join the police. Now, why am I stressing this? Well, over the past couple of years, um, Degree Gate has definitely been a thing on Twitter. Um, it's caused uh, a lot of fuss, a lot of misunderstanding. Uh, it's been in the media, the media have been all over this. And the message, for whatever reason, from the College of Policing, following the government's requirement that you need to professionalise policing, by ensuring that officers are rewarded for the level of study, experience and uh, effort they put into policing with a degree. Uh, That was misinterpreted and uh, all over the media, all I could read was, you now need a degree to be a police officer. That was kind of correct. You do now need a degree to be a police officer. If you're already serving, you don't need to go back to university. But you do need a degree to be a police officer. The difference is that that you can join the police without a degree. And the studies that you will do now over a three-year period will now result in a professional uh, policing degree with honours. I mean, how amazing is that? Because previously it would end up with nothing well, for some forces, you would uh, get to do a diploma, but the diploma wasn't aligned with the university. Um, I'm not quite sure where they came from, but it might be some of the local colleges, but certainly wasn't anything that was part of a national programme. It wasn't mandated by the College of Policing. You just end up with a diploma, and I, I think it was a diploma at uh, level three, so equivalent to an A level. Not really rewarding you for the level of professionalism which you demonstrate. So what was the background to all of this degree gate? Well, um I was part of the background actually. Um in 2000 and 2001 I was part of uh, what is now Skills for Justice, but back then it was the Police Skills and Standards organisation. I was part of their standards and qualifications steering group. And you might be thinking, I thought you were a serving officer, I thought you were an inspector. Well, back then I was a sergeant. A couple of years later I um became an inspector, but I was a sergeant and previous to that I'd been very involved in the training of probation officers, uh, probationary officers, student officers. I then went on to train trainers and then train the trainers of trainers and the assessors of trainers. And it all got a bit complicated um, as I started getting more involved in the quality assurance of the process. As a result of all of that, I got asked to be part of the Standards and Qualifications Steering Group, where the concept was uh, initially being battered around that actually, do you know, should, are we okay with the fact that all of the police officers in this country are completely unqualified? And there was certainly an appetite at that point to enable forces to provide a qualification structure for their officers. It just didn't really start biting until now, so it's taken about 20 years before this is um, really landed. Since 2001, 2002, there's been a qualification structure for police officers, It's one that's been vocationally driven, though, as opposed to academically driven. So police officers have always been able to access qualifications. It's just that most forces didn't access them because it wasn't mandated. And what's happened now is that the government have mandated it. And this caused a lot of problems as well in terms of misinterpretation, because what the government said was, this is about professionalising policing. And a lot of police officers kicked off and say, how dare you tell us we're not professional? They didn't say that. They said this is about professionalising policing, not that you're not professional, there's a difference. But the way the message was sold, I think, was quite poor. What they were saying was that you, you work at such a level already that you should be rewarded with the opportunity to get a degree for your experience and for the energy that you put into the role we should be awarding you with a degree. You'd have to do the work, of course. You don't just get given one on a a silver platter. You'd have to do the essays, the study, the dissertation. But what that would enable you to do is to demonstrate your professionalism. And what a bonus when you come to leave the police and you choose to develop a further career, as I have, then that degree will come in handy. And indeed, I recognised that having a degree would come in handy halfway through my service. So at the same time, I was on the Standards and Qualifications Steering Group. I was studying part time for a master's in education. And what Hull University Institute for Learning did is he accredited my experience and gave me a year towards the master's in education so it wasn't quite as long as it could have been and that's the same principle that applies to serving officers now they can study towards a degree and they'll have accreditation of prior experience and learning it's called apel so universities will apply that to enable you to not shortcut a degree all they're doing is recognizing your experience and the, the level of professionalism which you're already demonstrating Um, and you might be thinking I thought you had a degree from years ago Brendan no I was rubbish as a 20 year old I dropped out of university I was very very foolish Uh, fortunately the police service rescued me Um, and so I recognised that I'd be leaving in my 50s with just three A levels and that probably wasn't going to be sufficient and it paid off because I became an associate at the College of Policing for a couple of years I uh, finished doing that last year um, out of choice, uh, just because the my level of interest in it had waned a little bit, because the, the manager who I liked working for there retired. And I wasn't too keen on the one that took over. Um, but anyway, they required you to have a master's qualification to carry out that role. And there's a lot of organisations out there which do require you to have certain qualifications. So no bad thing. It's just been missold. So, you do not need a degree to join. What are the entry routes now? Well, there's three entry routes. One of them is a degree holder. One of them is having a degree in policing. And one of them is the police constable degree apprenticeship. Now, the first one, the degree holder. This is for anyone who has a degree in anything at all. Uh, You will enter the service and you will study as a student officer. And at the end of that programme, where you'll also be operational Uh, you will be awarded a postgraduate diploma in professional policing. How cool is that? That didn't happen before. Um, The second route is having a degree in policing. Now, don't get excited, those of you who have already got a degree in policing, because this is a degree in policing which is authorised and approved of by the College of Policing. They only started in September 2019, so prior to that, the degree programme was not approved of by the College of Policing. So you're not going to see that entry route until 2022. If you have a degree in policing already, it's one that the university put together. They would have said it was a uh, in line with the College of Policing curriculum, but it wasn't approved of by the College of Policing because they didn't have that system in place. So if you've got a degree in policing from a university, you would just go in the degree holder entry route program and you'll be awarded a postgraduate diploma in professional policing like i said how amazing is that who would not want one of those the third route is one that i think is particularly exciting although i think you need to think carefully about which force you embark on with this and it's the police constable degree apprenticeship what this means is that you'll be able to join the police study for a degree over three years part-time as well as having your dream career being operational, going on all the courses you would have gone on before, but a few more now because there'll be some of them will be delivered by the university, which the force is aligned with. And at the end of your three years, you will be awarded a um bachelor's degree in professional policing with honours. How amazing is that! And the good news is you'll be getting paid to study, paid as a police officer. And you won't have any fees to pay whatsoever. How amazing is that? So if you're a 18 or 19 year old and you have friends that are going on to university, well, they'll be graduating in three years time. They'll be looking for their career, their future career. You'll already have your career. You'll be two or three years into your career. You'll have been getting paid. And you'll be graduating with a degree and you will not have the student debt which they will have, which at this moment in time, I believe from those people who I talk to who have degrees can range from sort of £30,000 all the way up to £50,000. You won't have that hanging around you for the rest of your life. And I think this is an amazing scheme, but I'd urge caution in which force you apply to Because some forces require qualifications, which quite frankly, I think, are a little bit over the top. Whereas other forces are requiring a level of qualifications, which I think a bit risky, actually. And I'll explain that now. So Northumbria Police, Durham uh, Constabulary, they are both aligned with uh, Northumbria. I don't think it's Northumbria. I think it's Newcastle University, University of Newcastle. And they require three B's at A level, 180 UCAS points. Uh, before you can enter into the Police Constable Degree Apprenticeship. That is the same level that they require if you join as a civilian the Degree in Policing Programme, which would then allow you to apply to the police in 2022. And by the way, you wouldn't have to do Anything else other than uh, IT courses and some of the local courses that you'd need to do as a police officer and your officer safety training, and a few of the bits and bobs, because you'd already be qualified as a police officer. You'd already have spent time as a special constable as part of the degree programme. Anyway, Northumbria, three Bs at A level. Um, they'll also let you in if you've got equivalent, uh, whatever that means, I'm not quite sure what that means just yet, um, from your life experience and your professional experience. So uh, I know some people who are ex-military who've managed to persuade Northumbria police that their experience in the military is an equivalent of three Bs at A-level let's go to the other side of the country to merseyside police uh, where their chief constable andy cook um i've had an offline conversation with him about this um I, i'm able to do that because i joined with him in 1985 we used to drink beer together anyway he's made it really clear that all i want of my future recruits is two gcse's one in maths and one in english and um you'll still be able to do the degree program Uh, with two GCSEs now that's pretty much unheard of because for most universities you require A levels before you can go into a degree program Uh, but in Merseyside two GCSEs let's see how that pans out because I'm not sure whether someone who's got two GCSEs in maths and English and no other academic experience would be able to stand the pressures, the academic pressures of studying towards a, a degree level qualification as well as being an operational police officer. So, I think that could be really challenging. So, there's two extremes for you. Um, all other forces are somewhere in between. They're somewhere in between. So, take a look at what the force you want to join is asking from you. And if you have a degree, don't be talked into doing the Police Constable Degree Apprenticeship because there's quite a few of my clients at the moment who have been accepted onto the Police Constable Degree Apprenticeship Programme who have a degree already. They're going to have to work towards a second degree and it makes no sense. It's not what the program's for not quite sure what's happened there or why the force has allowed that. It may be because at this moment in time, they've not quite got the degree holder entry programme up and running. So they just want to get them through the door and they'll have said, no, it's fine, you'll be able to do a second degree. Well, they will be able to do a second degree, but why? Why do a second, second degree when they could do the degree holder entry programme and get a postgraduate diploma in professional policing? Their choice, of course, uh, but I know some of them now, Um, having discussed this with them, are holding off and just waiting until the degree holder programme starts. So there you go, folks. There's some of the main routes into policing. I'm going to talk a little bit now um, about... Oh, there's one thing I forgot to mention, by the way. Uh, Be cautious as well when you're looking at police constable degree apprenticeship about the salary levels. So forces like Cumbria have just made it really clear that we're going to offer every entrance into the police who joins as a constable the same salary whether they have a degree or whether they are in the police constable degree apprenticeship whereas other forces uh, are getting away with it actually um, I think they're getting away with it and I think they're being cheapskates here only because the regulations around pay allow them to they already set a very low level as an entry point starting point for the police constable degree apprenticeship of just over £18,000 £18,000 to put your life on the line to serve your country as a constable I don't think so, I think that's an insult Um, whereas Cumbria Constabulary at this moment in time is about £24,500 that's a £6,500 difference in salary, starting salary so shop around, folks. I don't think there's many forces now that are offering uh, 18,000. I think most of them had a rethink, but there's still some that are offering twenty or 21,000. So take a look at it. It'll soon go up. Um, I, I saw something in the media for Merseyside Police. It was in the Liverpool Echo that join as a police officer and earn £40,000 as a constable. Well, you're not going to earn that straight away, but it's not going to take you long to get up to that pay scale. Now, if you're listening to this internationally, some of you might be thinking, hang on a minute, I've just done the math. Is that all? Is that all they pay you? Well, yes, it is. Because I know in in some of the American forces, Australia, New Zealand, um, police officers are valued far more than that in terms of the financial remuneration. And yet, in England and Wales, in Scotland, in Northern Ireland, there are still huge numbers applying to be a police officer. I'm not saying that people aren't applying to be police officers in the rest of the world um, for the wrong reasons, but certainly in the United Kingdom, the financial rewards are not why people apply to join the police. So although I've just talked about money, it's not the thing that's going to be the big driver for you. I know that because I've coached and supported thousands of you over the years and hardly ever is money talked about. In terms of your remuneration. I don't know of anyone who's joining the police for the financial rewards. You join in the police service because it is the most amazing and honourable career, way of life you could ever, ever choose. So there's a few more routes I'd just like to touch on that are worthy of exploration. So the Civil Nuclear Constabulary are advertising at this moment in time that you don't need a degree to join us. They're they're really milking it. Actually, to join the Civil Nuclear Constabulary, you don't need a degree and you will not embark on a degree programme once you join. Uh, British Transport Police, equally, they're not offering a degree programme, but it's a very professional outfit, not saying CNC aren't, but uh, BTP, very professional, very uh, competitive to join, um, but you may want to consider what they have to offer um, to join as a police officer. There's also the Ministry of Defence Police um, who also offer a route into policing. The the difficulty you're going to have with CNC, MDP and BTP is if you want to then transfer to a Home Office force, you may have to start all over again because certainly for the CNC and MDP, you're not going to have the level of experience that forces would require from normal transferees from other Home Office forces. So that's certainly worth considering. On top of that, other routes into policing, you may want to take a look at the Special Constabulary just to get a feel for what being in the police service is like. Um, If you're looking at joining the Special Constabulary for experience for the recruitment process then i'd hold off from that and i'll probably do another podcast on this because i think there's um far more opportunities to develop yourself and develop your skills develop the sort of things you would be able to talk about in your interview from volunteering for things that for charities like homeless charities uh samaritans uh, any charity that's supporting people with mental health issues um other routes in uh, police constable support officer So that's a really good way of uh, finding out a little bit more about the constabulary. And actually, for many of my clients, um, they've thought twice about being a constable. And PCSO has been the absolute most ideal opportunity for them. So well worth taking a look at that and taking a look at the wider police family. So it's not just joining the police service as a constable. There's custody custody detention officers, forensics officers, uh, comms operators, a whole range of support roles. And once you are in the constabulary, you'll then find a whole world opens up to you in terms of being able to apply for roles within the service internally. On top of that, there's uh, Police Now, which is a graduate programme for those who are going to go into neighbourhood policing. Uh, Detective Direct Entry, uh, most forces are operating that now. Some forces, in conjunction with uh, the Lead Beyond scheme that the College of Policing run, offer direct Direct Entry Superintendent and Direct Entry Inspector. But trust me, folks, it's highly, highly competitive. And they are looking for... Very experienced and astute managers with a lot of leadership experience. And I think it's kind of falling out of fashion as well. So I've noticed a few forces dropping it now. And uh, I do believe the uh, direct entry inspector programme for this year has been canned. So, um, But worth exploring if you have significant leadership experience. Another area to look at, which is uh, similar to the police, and actually I think it's quite an exciting role, is the National Crime Agency. The national Crime Agency was set up several years ago as a result of um, too much of a jigsaw puzzle, really, in tackling serious and organised uh, international and national crime. The regional crime squads uh, did a good job, but um, it's it quite, wasn't quite hitting the mark in terms of what was needed to counter Uh, crime at a national and international level so i think there's uh, some amazing opportunities with the national crime agency Um, although you're not going to have that same interaction with members of the public as an officer with the national crime agency and you're certainly not going to be a warranted police officer so uh, lots of different routes in folks lots of different routes in. lots to explore as ever if you have any questions at all about any of those entry routes, the place to discuss them, has got to be. The only place to discuss this is the Blue Light Police Recruitment Facebook support group. All you need to do on go onto Facebook and search under groups for uh, the Blue Light Police Recruitment Facebook support group. You'll find us. Um, ask to join. You've got to answer a question about why you want to join the group. Um, and this is just a way of making sure spammers don't get in, because We've, we've rejected even a few people who've been spammers have managed to get in uh, but we've got some fantastic moderators and um, just about everyone in the group moderates for us as well so they soon get discovered and hoofed out but if you are genuinely interested in joining in the police no matter what part of the world you're from uh, please do join us there's almost 10,000 of us now oh my goodness almost 10,000 members of that group according to the stats from facebook Well over 8,000 of them are regular contributors, as in they are in and on the group all the time. Um, By my best guesstimate, there's about 2,000 plus serving officers in there who can give you help and support. We've got over 100 mentors who put themselves out there, give up their time to help support you through the process. A fantastic team of moderators and admin. And we've also got members of force HR teams and recruitment teams in that group. Some of them are very proactive. Some of them sort of lurk in the background about, I know who you are. So there's no hiding from me. Uh, but I'm quite happy for them to be there because they do lend support whenever needed. So that's a place to go to, folks. No matter what force you apply to, no matter what police service you apply to, doesn't matter where in the world it is, come and join us. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be over 10,000. What a milestone that's going to be. I'm just wondering whether Facebook's going to do uh, fireworks for us. I'm not quite sure. Anyone know? If you do know, let me know. What happens when a group hits 10,000 members? I'm quite sure there'll be some kind of um, uh, social media clapping or fireworks or something like that from facebook but anyway it's not the numbers it's the quality of what goes on in there there's over 300 posts every week i can't even keep up with them so come and join the group folks and let us help you across that finish line to achieve your dream career in the police service so until next week's podcast i shall speak to you soon bye bye for now